Szoboszlai előtte Nikolic bent középütt Könyves. Szoboszlai. Könyves szép helyet csinált neki. Szoboszlai lő. Gól! Gól! Hát ez ott van! Milyen hosszabbítás! Semmilyen! Semmilyen! Le kell fújni! Elvére kell menni! Nem is kell menni sehova! Itthon kell maradni! Maradj otthon! A Puskás stadionban jövőre! Szoboszlai góljával kettő! Hello, it's Tom Mortimer here, and welcome to the Hungarian Football Podcast. So we have a bit of a, a bonus pod for you today. It's, um, it's an interview with Nick Miller from The Athletic. Um, as part of The Athletic's Derby series, um, Nick has been to Uypest versus Fernandes Varos on Monday night, the 3-2 win for Fernandes Varos, and has written art, an article for for the Athletic on the game and I thought hey why don't we get Nick on to speak about the game and get his thoughts as an outsider going to Hungary experiencing the derby for the first time so that's what we have today just a 15-20 minute chat about that um, and about his thoughts about Hungary about his thoughts about the game um, the backdrop the, the quality of football that's on display and comparing that a little bit to, to English football. So yeah, um, over the next few weeks as well, just, just to let you know that we'll be trying to get um, interviews with a range of different people. As as many of you regular listeners know, we've had some really great guests on the show down in the past. We've had Daniel Shallowy just after he... Um, was nominated for MVP at Sporting Kansas City. We've had Gabor Kirai, the legend himself. We've had Pierre Vermeesh, um, who's obviously the Sporting KC manager in the MLS. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and bring that back a little bit. Um, we'll be interviewing people who've been on the show a lot. So I want, really want to get into to, to, to know and give you a, a kind of... Uh, bit of knowledge about the people who who are behind this show so I want to speak to Gabby like get his thoughts about Hungarian football and um and kind of how he got into to writing and and being obsessed with Hungarian football down the years um David Asboff, Benza, Bocak I'd like to speak to um but if you have anyone on in mind that you'd like to hear on the show just let us know because we've we we try and get a, a wide ranging um uh interviewees we, like i say we've had Gabor Kira but we've also had people like Shane Tusup like a personal trainer for Dominic Soboslai we've had Istvan Boregi who's the football analyst at the MLSC um and for the Hungarian national team so we try and get a wide range to to bring you i guess a variety of of topics about Hungarian football so it's not just the players on the pitch but yeah a bit of background and maybe people who are front of office or, or tacticians, whatever. Yeah, just let us know on Twitter what you would like to hear and who you'd like to hear from. Um, Abel Lorenz we've had in the past, would be a, probably a good person to speak to again. Uh, Ivan Militar, who's always a great guest. We've had him on the, on the show a couple of times. Yeah, just just let, just let me know um, on Twitter or let us, us, us know and we'll try and... Uh, yeah, get that, get that sorted and try and get these interviews on a bit of more of a regular thing going forward. Anyway, here's the uh, interview with Nick Miller. 
és indul Szalai, és vissza lehet tenni Klenhesslenek, és újra Szalainak, és ott a gól helyzet, és a gól, és a gól! Szalai vezet Magyarország! 550 nap után be lehet azt piszkálni, pöckölni, tuszkolni! Egy ide! És micsoda támadás volt! So Nick, how's it going? Oh, hello, Bart. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. So, um, what took you to were you post versus Valence Varos on Monday night? Well, um, uh, I work for the Athletic, and we're doing a series about great sort of derbies of I think it's just Europe so far. Um, we've done uh, PSG against, against Marseille, uh, Ajax Feyenoord, I think, or Ajax PSV. I can't remember. I should be well up on this. Um, mm-hmm. Seb Stafford Law did uh, Pauli v Hamburg the other week. And um, I, uh, p- I mean, partly because it was the one I le- knew the least about um, when Budapest was was brought up, um, I jumped at the chance to go to that one. Nice. So how did it compare to the other derbies that you've been to? Uh, well, the, 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 it's different writers that have done the, ah, the okay. ones that I've mentioned in the series, but... Um, in terms of the kind of derbies, you know, that I've been to otherwise, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's slightly difficult. Uh, but, I mean, the history is kind of probably more interesting than, than most others um, because obviously it's sort of tied up in the who the clubs were affiliated with in the communist years and, you know, the um, the the players that have kind of, played for both of them I kind of enjoyed enjoyed a couple of the stories about some, some of the players that um that have uh, played for played for both clubs mm-hmm. um in terms of the atmosphere uh, one of the most pyro heavy um uh derbies I've been to yeah maybe, maybe that's because I've um uh broadly speaking just been to kind of English rivalries and derbies but yeah there was a there was one point which uh, in my one of my more kind of flowery and pretentious moments thought was deeply symbolic because the, the I think it was after the second French Forest goal, um, the they let off a load of green smoke and it kind of basically covered the entire stadium and it was all kind of very, you know, they're, they've completely obscured their rivals once again. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, and it, it felt like... Yeah, we're kind of infiltrating your your surroundings here with our smoke. Yeah, exactly. We 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 are here, and we have kind of, you know, taken your territory, kind of thing. Yeah. So, what about like the quality? How would that compare to? So, I guess like English games. So, if if you kind of familiar with English games, what would you kind of compare the quality to? Um, I mean, no, probably sort of. Lower end championship standards, I, I reckon it's it's quite difficult. It is quite difficult to um, properly assess, but it was it was relatively close to the pitch, and it was noticeable that the the, the pace was obviously, I mean, obviously much slower than the Premier League. Um, a couple of you know, a couple of players you kind of um, that sort of stood out, and you you thought, oh, well, yeah, meant that they could. I I I I'm I'm aware I'm in kind of in the in um danger of just comparing everything to 
England because you know England are still the best and you know the Premier League is almighty and all that kind of thing but it's my most sort of uh it's my nearest frame of reference so it's kind of inevitable really but yeah a, a couple of players I thought yeah they could they could probably do a job in the um maybe championship sort of lower end of the Premier League but um I don't know I think it was it probably it's probably about the stand the kind of standard I was I was expecting um I know that obviously Hungarian football one one of the the problems that uh, I guess Hungarian football and any kind of league of that um uh of that kind of size or, or a country of that size has is it not only are the best the best talents leave the country for bigger teams when they're very young but for the most part uh, I would expect they probably leave before they even get a chance to play in the Hungarian league they 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 once they sh- kind of show any sign of promise, they're snapped up by someone with you know longer tentacles and more money. Um, so I guess it's from that perspective, it's quite difficult to actually in- it- it keep or even see the, the kind of best um, local talent in these kind of games. Yeah, and I think Kristen Listes, the the guy who scored the third goal, was a one that you you will see in Hungary for a, for a couple of years, but I imagine he's the type of player as well that he's going to just end up potentially going to somewhere like England or maybe like the Bundesliga or something. So he's kind of like one of the rare talents that I guess you were able to see on, on Monday night. Um, in terms of like, this one's, I guess, a, a difficult question to answer, but in terms of like the energy around the place, I always find those derbies like, it feels like there's something violence about to it, like erupt. It feels like on edge, just being around the people. The people are like super hyped up everywhere you go. But I was going to say, this is going to be a difficult question for you to answer like and compare it to Derby games that you've been to because I guess you don't speak the language. You don't know what people are kind of saying around. But I, you always get a feeling inside yourself like how how pumped up and how on edge people are. What, what what kind of impression did you get from from that in terms of like your emotions? Yeah, I, I think I the, the I think I, I can't remember whether this made it into the, the the final piece, but I think I wrote that the 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 atmosphere seemed sort of aggressive without being immediately threatening. Or I, I certainly didn't really feel threatened. And I, 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 certainly outside the ground, that was. Um, probably in part because the 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 two sets of fans seem to be pretty pretty effectively um, kept apart, um, and obviously during the game there were kind of big big blocks of empty seats either side of the French Forest fans, so there, there wasn't any um, or anything that I saw anyway any kind of um, scope for them to to be sort of near each other, and that's where you get kind of will get the 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 most um violence i didn't I, I, as you say i it, it's a lot it's, it's a bit difficult because i don't understand didn't understand the language and uh, I, I have you know after speaking to people and um spending a couple of days there i have a sort of surface level understanding of the context but still don't really know like i, I mean you know for example i had to ask you and a, a, a couple of other people who about the the banners and the tifos that were um that were uh, held up on e- in either end. So if I'd have known that more immediately, then I, I may, you know, it, it may have felt more, I don't know, threatening or, um, or 
as you say, the kind of possibility of possibility of violence erupting. But I didn't get that sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think I come back to that idea of it, it feeling you, you, you knew it was a big game. The, the, the people were obviously kind of pretty, pretty hyped up, but at the same time, it didn't it didn't feel dangerous. Whereas, you know, I've been I've been at um, I've been to the old firm game once or twice, and that felt yeah, I, I I felt kind of scared. Maybe the wrong word, but it, it felt like things could kick off at any moment. And I didn't quite feel like that um, with all the caveats that I've just mentioned. I didn't quite feel that this time. Was it kind of what you expected? I don't know. Maybe that's quite an abstract notion that you kind of expect it to be something and it usually isn't because how can like something yeah. in your mind like actually come to some to be? But did it any, come anywhere close or did you do you even have like, expectations going in? I suppose I had the, the slight some expectations par- partly based on the um, I'm sure you've seen copper 90 did a, a video yeah. on this game a few years ago I think that was, bit... I think they did that game when there was a boycott yeah and I, I think that may have been the last because the, the kind of theme the sort of theme of the piece that I wrote was that this is you know when is a rivalry not a rivalry because that um yeah. you know when does it become so uncompetitive that it's not really a rivalry anymore I think that the game that they um that they went to may have been the last time that won Wow. Um, which was in you know 2015 or whatever it was, but yes, it, it was when there was a boycott and that they, that the, those things, those games tend to that sorry those videos are really good. They do, um, they do tend to kind of focus on the ultras uh, quite yeah. a lot. So it, it's, um, it, I think from probably from that perspective, uh, I overemphasized. Well, there, there was a bit in the in, in that film where. Uh, a bunch of the ultras are kind of standing behind the presenter all wearing balaclavas yeah. and um i didn't say any of that so <laughs> when i when i was there so um i guess from that perspective it was it wasn't quite as um uh intimidating or threatening as i maybe thought it might have been um but yeah but at the same time i knew that the, those those things are sort of you know emphasized or it maybe even sort of hummed up in in, in other films and Mm-hmm. Um, other things about the, the these the, the ultras and those kind of rivalries so yeah so how else did you spend your time in Hungary did you get talk to anything nice or did <laughs> I didn't kind of unfortunately no unfortunately not it was, it was kind of in and out I was there for I was there for two nights um but got there on Sunday went straight to Oishpa Stadium to do an interview um and then I was um writing stuff up on uh, on Monday before the game, then went to the game. Spent you know spent a couple of hours uh, outside, just kind of wandering around and um, you know seeing what the the vibe w- was like there. And then uh, came home on Tuesday. So yeah, unfortunately, um, while I would be delighted to go back to Budapest and uh, Hungary and actually see it a bit, that I didn't really get much of a chance this time. Yeah, uh, who did you interview at the at the ground? Uh, Christian Schiemann, um, okay, nice. uh, who scored, was, well. who scored. Yeah, I, I was. Um, uh, he didn't start. He was. He came off the bench, so yeah. I was. I was slightly. I'm um, kind of. Oh God, you know, interview the guy who's on the bench. But I, I, the 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 the, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, he's basically the 
longest serving player, uh, uh, Oi Peston, has, has been there. Uh, with the exception of a, is it, he spent a couple of years at uh, 1860 Munich, I think, and a yeah. brief spell at Feyenoord, but beyond that, he's been there since he was a lad. Um, he's, on, he's on the books at Wolves as well, yeah. at one point yeah, as well, yeah. which I, I, I didn't, I forgot to ask him about. Um, but yeah, so I, obviously writing this piece about the rivalry rather than specifically about Pest, I thought he would be the, well, well, I think you actually you suggested that he would be the best person to um, to talk to. So yeah, he he was great. Awesome, cool. So when are we gonna see the piece? Or is it out? You already? can see it. You can see it right now, my friend. So it's okay. um it's out already. Features um lots of lovely uh, visuals um from the pictures taken inexpertly by me and expertly by some of the um some of the professional photographers that were at the ground. Uh, all very well put together by uh, the athletics um, visuals guy called uh, Sam Richardson. So yeah, out now on the athletic. Do it up. Perfect. Thank you. And where we where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, I am at Nick Miller seventy nine, uh, and uh, you'll find there that article and lamentations about Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Excellent. We've got a big big game on Monday as well. Oh yeah. Um cool. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No worries. Stay safe and uh, keep listening to the podcast. <laughs>